Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Daytona International Speedway once again as the Michelin Pilot Challenge runners are out on track for their second session of this roar before the 24 weekend. I'm Shay Adam with IMSA Radio, John Hindoff up in the booth, and so far we've already had a little bit of excitement down here in the pit lane as when the green flag was given, the Rebel Rock Camaro sat in the fast lane, not moving. Thankfully, the team said whatever the issue was seemed to have rectified itself, and Robin Liddell, who I believe was the driver behind the wheel at the time has continued around the track not yet come back into the pit lane i'm still in the box though in case it does come down and in the meantime we've got about 40 other cars who have taken to the circuit including a couple of new cars the mclaren artura is out on the circuit right now for motorsport in action and john we've got a lot of familiar liveries but on brand new cars this year including team tgm aston martin for team tgm this year that's a big change yes it is uh, good afternoon everybody just after half past two here on the east coast uh, from the Hagney global broadcast center the new improved and digitized also slightly streamlined Hagney global broadcast center uh, fewer boxes uh, more toys is how it works to be quite honest uh, we have seen 37 Cars, 37 cars, yeah, not seen that Artura, Alex uh, Filzinger, number 69 car, as yet. But these are early days. We should say that this is not classed as a free practice session because we're not in race week. This is uh, effectively session two. Although... Right now is ideal running for our competitors oh, because this is exactly when the race will be taking place one week from now. Um, race time. Oh, yes, good point for the BMW uh, Challenge, the four-hour race. Correct. Yeah, very good. Uh, if you were listening to us earlier on, welcome back. If you weren't, welcome in. Uh, we'll be covering the, uh, the rest of the running through this afternoon. Uh, already had the WeatherTech championship with their first hour and a half that was a bit stoppy starty uppy downy inny outy with uh, red flags punctuating the 90 minutes if you missed that and you want to catch up uh, that is available on our free archive tim gray up in london working his magic imsaradio.com is the place to go for that and uh, at imsaradio if you'd like to speak to us hello the blur fiend who arrived about Half an hour, 44 minutes ago, actually, it was when he tweeted. Normally, they'd be found taking Porsches apart and putting them back together. He's on site this weekend. Jerry Z will be here early tomorrow morning. Regulars with us here across the Radio Show Limited Network of Challenge channels at IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch. We'll pick up some times in just a wee moment as they come in. Uh, PF Racing's Ford Mustang number 41 154.7 is top of the shop in GS GS are GT4 cars 
TCR of the secondary class here. But my goodness, those TCR cars are fast. And at certain places, um, and particularly at Lime Rock Park, they will be as quick as the GT4 cars. Best of the TCRs at the moment. One of the new FK7 uh, McLaren uh, TCRs, the Honda Civics. That's the uh, number 89 car, and that, of course, is the Hart, H-A-R-T car. Made up of a group of Honda employees, but that's not a works-entered car. It's not a factory-entered car. It just so happens that everybody who works on it works at the Honda uh, factory at Marysville. Mario Farmbacker in that squad with that new shape machine and the 89 car sits proudly atop the timing and scoring, uh, scoring ahead the similar machine of LA Honda World Racing and Mike Lamara with Roy Block with the Singleton Alfa Romeo Giulietta Roy Block with the number 5 car we're not allowed to talk about colour schemes on the Giulietta uh, Gradolifolio. It goes underneath me now. That's the number five. That was the little two-litre four-cylinder engine, 16 valve, that you heard. All the TCRs are limited to two litres. They uh, are four-cylinder inline. There's yeah, so somewhere over or close to 300 plus horsepower front wheel drive is mandatory you may have four or five doors and the uh, Hyundai Elantra is a four door car Shit, do we still have the older Hyundai's with us, no, we don't. There are do. no Velosters on the no. entry list. Yeah, no Velosters on the entry list. That was a bit funky because it had one long door on the driver's side, two doors on the passenger side, and the hatchback. So that's that was allowed in um, for that. And it won championships too, John. Oh, not solid short. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely, sheer spot on. Jeff Westfall now to the top with the Porsche 718 GT4. RS Club Sports, that's number 39, Carban with Peregrine Machine. Carban for so many years linked with Audi. Now with the 718. Ahead of the two Mustangs now, because Bob McKeelian for Core Motorsports has gone to the second position, just 0.054 of a second. Uh, this category share is one of the closest that we will talk about. Jeremy will be giggling when he talks about this because we've seen pretty much every manufacturer on the podium at one stage or another and the gaps are normally fractions of fractions of a second. Yeah, and we used to say it was the best kept secret in motorsport that uh, you would tune in on happenstance on a Friday to see what was going to be happening on the main show or perhaps even on a Saturday and then all of a sudden you would find some of the best racing of the whole weekend. Well, now more and more people know about this and uh, it really is fantastic racing. We've seen it directly translate into people getting rides in the top classes of WeatherTech because they performed well in the what was then Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, what is now the Michelin Pilot Challenge. So it has affected people's careers for the good. I did come down to the McLaren land because we've got two of them on the pit lane. I was not expecting to see Compass running for the um, 
roar, if you will. They are on the entry list, but with no drivers. They're on the entry list for next year's BM next week's BMW M Endurance Challenge. Is oh no, one of the fan favorites, the VGRT Honda Civic, has just dove behind the wall. That's not good. Their pit box is close towards pit end, so clearly that's an issue plaguing them. But Compass is here. And that was Victor behind the wheel, actually. If that ah. number ninety-nine, that was the ninety-nine car that came in and went straight behind the. Did that go in at pit in or in the middle of the... No, no, in the middle. Right. The okay. um, Michelin Pilot Challenge garages are sort of halfway down the pit lane, so you have to go ah. through the Rolex chute anyway to get to them. Um, but the Compass drivers, they've got Aurora Strauss and Michael De Casada as two of their three drivers. So two pretty decent shoes there, John, including a Rolex winner. Um, but then we've got this Mia McLaren back again after a year away from this series. They've brought Jesse Lazar back once again. Alex Filsinger is their second driver. He's got a lot of experience in GT4 cars. The car looks phenomenal. And this is a team who knows how to do well at Daytona and throughout the course of the championship. So they might win this race and then carry on through strong on the championship, or they might not win this race and still carry on strong through the championship. But either way, we're glad they're back. And we should say it is Mia because... Mia. And the Remind everybody of the uh, the story behind the name. Because team owner Eric Carob's daughter is also Mia, and she likes it when we speak to her. So hello, Mia. Hi, Mia. We're, we're talking to you straight from the radio. Straight from the racetrack. And your McLaren back with us again. Great. Uh, pit lane violation. Let's get them out of the way nice and early for the number 11. Will Sports Mercedes AMG GT4. This is the Gary Ferreira-driven car. He's actually in the pit lane at the moment. Let's see if we can uh, pick it out. All the way down towards pit out, John. Um, and this is a new team, not a new car, and not a new driver pairing because Gary Ferreira and Chris Wilson last year won the Bronze Cup by winning six out of ten of the races in their category. So very strong performers. And we've seen them running with a couple different teams over the past few years. Well, now they've got Willsport. So we'll see how this one goes for them and their uh, Mercedes. They're working on the back end of that car, notably the right rear as in comes the red, silver and black BMW number 25, I think that is. Yes, it is. Correct. Uh, and they, they're in the box ahead. This looks a lot more relaxed. Looks like they're just bleeding some air from the Michelin tyres. But there is some consternation now uh, with both doors open on that number 11 Mercedes that we've just been talking about. Further back down the pit lane towards Yushir, it is Hyundai number 33 that's in, and they're putting the blocks underneath the air jacks there. Been a bit of a shuffle round of the driver. Uh, of the drivers in Brian Hurt at Autosport Ship. <laughs> yes, there have. And by the way, that's the sound of the 11 getting moving once again as I get down to the Mercedes and the World Of course. Box. The moment Never you got fails. there, they moved. Correct. That, that well, is absolutely standard procedure. And they could see me coming, <laughs> so they worked a little bit faster to put the tires back on. I swear they were watching that. Um, as far as BHA is concerned, the number one, which is the car that's won the championship the last two years in a row, that is still Taylor Hagler and Michael Lewis. No changes there. 
for the number 98. That's the one that last year, uh, who was in that one? Well, that one was one that didn't do well in the championship Correct. last year. This year, it's got Mark Wilkins and Mason Felipe. The first time that that duo has driven together in this series, they have a lot of experience road tripping together and have become good friends, but they haven't actually shared a race car as of yet. As far as the last car goes, that's the number 33. Last year, that was Mark Wilkins and Robbie Wickens. Once again, it's Robbie, but this time he's sharing with Harry Gottsacker. So they've cut down uh, quite Gottsacker a few was cars. was in the 98 last year, if you remember. Yes, that's what it was. Um, so they've cut down quite a few cars, and now they're back to down to three, which is what they've won championships with before in the past. Three cars seems to be a good number for them. We are sad because we don't have such cars as Michael Johnson racing with Michael Johnson and Steve Simpson. They've ridden, uh, they've driven with uh, the BHA organization they did last year at the very least, and I think the year before that too. Um, but they are not back this year. Michael Johnson's stepping away from racing, so we miss you, Mike. We know you're listening in. But uh, we're glad that we've got a lot of new cars and a lot of new teams to try and fill the void. A including Archangel Motorsports. John, they're here with an Aston Martin car number 88. Todd Coleman and Conrad Grunewald. Todd is a guy that I know very well from Ferrari Challenge. He has taken to GT4 racing like a duck to water. He's someone who's going to be fun to watch too. Yeah, just on the Hyundai, we've got the D, uh, dealer motorsports machine as well in that. That is the number 74 car. Uh, and that is uh, Cabo Bigham who's just taken that car out of the pit lane and that's one of two cars John Correct. that I was trying to get down to because Dealey have two cars entered the 70 and the 74 each car with only one driver listed against it I looked as the 74 drove past on the pit lane there were no driver names on the car whatsoever so that's not very much help for us to try and figure out who's in their cars this weekend uh, this do they have to have two drivers for the session here? I don't think they'd do do they because there's no racing involved correct um but it would be nice to know who they plan on having because they do have to have two cars for the race two drivers two drivers yeah, yeah. minimum of two actually you're allowed a maximum of three since it's a four-hour contest just uh, over the 15 minutes completed let's give you a quick rundown of the early session times in this second session Zane Smith for PF Racing last time around brought the best time down to a 153.1 against a 153.8 from the second of the PF Racing Ford Mustangs. They're going well. Ben Rhodes behind the wheel of the number 41. So it's 42.41, 39 just going back out again. Sean McAllister now behind the wheel of the car barn with Peregrine Racing Porsche. Their best time uh, set early on with a 153.1. Nine. Bob McKellian's enjoying himself too much to come into the pits at the moment in the Ford Mustang of Core Motorsports. That's K-O-H-R. That's the number 59. Then the two TGM Aston Martins. Hugh Plum and Owen Trinkler just improving. 46 is Hugh. 64 is Owen. Uh, and they've done a 54-3 and a 54-4. We'll finish off the top 10. Adam Adelson uh, for Nola Sport, who was in a Porsche last weekend, a Porsche Cup car at Dubai uh, and did very nicely indeed, that number 47 Nola Sport Porsche then in 7th 8th Michael Cooper for accelerating performance at the Vantage Aston Martin, that's in 8th position for the number 44 Anton Diaz Pereira for Lone Star Racing and the Mercedes number 27 is in 9th and Conrad Grunewald for Archangel Motorsport and another Aston Martin Vantage so 
The Porsches are surrounded. There's a couple of Porsches in there, but surrounded by front-engine V8 race cars. And the gap between the top 10, just 1.6 seconds in TCR. It's Victor Gonzalez Racing Team, VGRT, with one of those new Honda Civics, FK7s, and the number 99 car by almost a full second from the Alpha of KM Motorsports. Roy Block uh, has pitted that car uh, in second place. Then it's Mario Farnbacher in the Hart car in third position. Then it's Elantras from there on. Fills the top five, 70 and 98. Tyler Maxson and Mark Wilkins, respectively, in those cars. That's how it stands with an hour and ten minutes to go of session two. Live from Daytona and the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Beautiful afternoon. Just starting, the temperature just starting to drop a little bit. The track temperature, though, is as hot as it's been. 104 Fahrenheit, 40 Celsius. The air temperature has uh, it's come down just a little bit as the sun's gone over the top and we are starting to get a little bit of shadow and fortunately it's not shining straight in through the windows and air temperature what's that 22 celsius that's around about 72 73 fahrenheit uh, let's see if we can pick up a few drivers and team representatives and we'll start with someone who has a huge amount of experience in the IMSA paddocks and that's Chad McCumbie with Shea Adam down in the pit lane. He fits both those profiles this weekend John. Chad what's making you more nervous the fact that it's a McCumbie McAleer race car that you are piloting or the fact that it's one of your students from the MX-5 Cup who's out in the car right now? Uh, you know I mean it's just I tell you what the uh the last I think we're on day 13 of trying to make this happen and um it's uh it's, it's been a it's been a, a lot of challenges, but, man, it's all about mindset. And we, uh, we put our mind to it a couple of weeks ago that we were going to try to make this happen and had some great partners come on board with Aerosport and, uh, and everybody at Brevantis. So this is where Stephen and I wanted to be. So um, we're, we're trying, to, trying our best to do the best we can. Um, got a great platform with that Mustang GT4 out there and um, trying to continue that relationship. And uh, Jensen's doing a heck of a job already. So... Uh, we're here. We're on track. Um, so those uh, those tick marks are, are checked off, and we just got to finish this weekend and uh, prep for next. What is it about Jensen that made you think he was ready for this jump? You know, he, he's one of the most mature kids we've seen come through our MX5 Cup program as far as, um, you know, just being hands-on. Um, he takes feedback extremely well, um, positive, negative, and, he, and he's really ready to jump in there and, and tackle whatever comes his way. So, um you know, his parents have certainly raised a great young man, and, and I'm, I'm fortunate to, you know, still have him under the MMR banner and, and now as a teammate. So I'm uh, looking forward to a good year. Hopefully we can we can surprise some people and turn some heads. Now, if it's going to be you versus Steven for a race win, are you going to put your car in a more compromising position because you know that he won't take the shot? Yeah, we probably both won't finish. Um, no, we, we've already talked about uh, he, he's already agreed to pull over for me, so. Um, no, we're going to have good fun, and it's great that we're all going to be out there together and, and, and hopefully just continue that, that relationship that we have, and, you know, maybe that will grow into something even better. You know, we, we all want to see success in this sport, whether it's uh, behind the wheel or on the top of the pit box or whatever we're doing. So um, this is what we want to do, and we're going to try to make it happen. Good luck, and you might be the fastest ever team from uh, initiation to race win by 20 days. <laughs> Thank you. Jensen Altman 
run in Intermittent Master MX5 Cup. They will be here, that series, for race weekend, the big weekend. And if you haven't seen Mazda's racing before, you're in for a treat. And if you have, you will be trackside or watching on the world feed because it is entertainment with a capital E all the way through it. And it has become one of the must-watch series that IMSA preside over, and particularly here at Daytona on the high banks, where there's a train of cars normally back into the middle teens, and then they spread out eight or nine wide into breaking into Turn 1. And if you think I'm exaggerating, go back and watch the last two seasons of those cars being here absolutely extraordinary just had a little spin uh, earlier on for oh no it wasn't actually it was a pit lane speeding penalty for Bryce Ward in the Winwood Racing number 57 Bryce coming back to racing he's on his way back out of the pit lane now we knew he wouldn't stay away from motor racing Bryce the patriarch of Winward Racing back into the GS part of this championship. They're running the GTD car, of course, in WeatherTech for Bryce's son, Russell Ward. And I'm so delighted to see Bryce back. Thoroughly enjoys his motor racing. man who now calls Texas his home. Three Ford Mustangs at the top of the leaderboard. That being the uh, Zane Smith, in fact, as I say that, there's just a little change. Let me scroll back to the top. I have, I'm trying to go all Paul Trustwell on, on you this weekend, and I've had multiple mice and multiple screens. Uh, it is Zane Smith, PF Racing, Ford Mustang, that leads in the core motorsports. Half a second, the gap between those two. 42 from 59, they're both in the pits at the moment. The second of the PF cars is another 0 0.027 seconds. <laughs> behind so the top three split by half a second the top four by three quarters of a second so you can add another tenth and a half or so onto the times of the three above and it's, that means that's the number 39 carbon Sean McAllister in that car at the moment Tom Collingwood for BGB Motorsports is another three tenths away and he's got 0 .009 the gap between him and NOLA Sports Adam Adelson's Porsche so three Porsches now in a row from 4th, 5th to 6th. Then another couple of Astons. That's the two team team at TGM. Cars, Giovannis Motorsport. Lone Star Racing, accelerating performance of Mercedes and Aston and rounding off the top 10 for that. And Archangel Motorsport now just outside the top 10 at 11. Just going down, by the way. Two seconds will take you down to 15th position. And in TCR, still Honda holding sway from the BMW M4. No, check that. That's uh, out of position. From the Alfa Romeo in second. So that is 99 from five. Then the Hart Honda Civic, Mario Farnback, and Tyler Maxim and Cabo Bigham. The two Dealey Motorsports Hyundai Elantras ahead of Mark Wilkins and Mike Lamara. For Brian Herder Autosports, Hyundai and Honda Civic. So that is 99.5, 89, 
70, 74, 98, 73 for your top seven. And they are separated by just on two seconds. Lots of light colours on my timing screen here, which means that people are getting quicker. Penalty for car number 42. And they've outbreak themselves actually going into turn one. That is PF Racing. And that car now back in the pits. The lap before it came in, it's uh, 12th lap. Yes, they've only completed 12 lap. Invalidated because they went straight through turn one. So they might here just be having a little look at the brakes on that PF Racing Mustang. They gave it a, quite a bit of space when it came and stopped in its box, John. <laughs> uh, that is one of the two PF racing cars that has several NASCAR stars in it. Zane Smith, uh, Harrison Burton in one of the cars. There's Haley Deegan in the yeah. other. Uh, so we've got very accomplished drivers between those cars. And then James Pesic's name on the 41 as well as he is PF racing. So a very strong Ford lineup between the two of those cars. I love the look of that car. It is mostly white. But with the 2-2 and Ford blue on the sills and towards the back of the, the rear three quarters of that car. And uh, now is that a matte black or matte blue bonnet that is on there? But it is filled with louvres. It looked absolutely fantastic. And exactly what a Mustang should look like, to be honest. Uh, Ford Performance Roundel on the side of that one, if you're trackside at the moment, listening on 107.9. FM, thank you for coming to join us. And on the trioval, somebody going very slowly indeed. There's damage to the back end of the number 72 Marillo racing car. White flag is out now. They've missed the entry. I think there is at least a right rear puncture on that car, and there's carbon fiber trailing behind it now. Sister car just into the pits to see Shay. Now, very sensibly, what did I say that was? The 83 car. Very sensibly, that Marillo Racing Machine, and there are three of them again this year, travelling to Impilot Challenge, of course. And VP Racing as well. Jerome Blake of all them behind the wheel of that car. No, that's not right. Yeah, you read that right, John. Oh, Jer yeah. Jerome Bleakmullen is one of the uh, secret aces that BGB has brought in for this race weekend. It's uh, Spencer Pompelli, Jerome Bleakmullen, and Tom Collingwood. So quite the lineup. And I was actually going to interview Jerome. Right. And then he had his helmet on. Right. So that's a different car, though. That's a Porsche. That the is a Porsche. is the Porsche. That's moving slowly. The Mercedes was Ooh. the 72, and that's Kenny Marillo yep. behind that. And that was a right rear puncture on that. And Kenny pulled into the pit lane exit. He's just coming out of the international horseshoe at the moment. I sort of got confused with two red S's on my timing screen. He's coming through to the dog leg now, the kink, which is not quite flat in a GT4 car. It's close. It's um, interestingly close, uh, one driver said to me. He used a different w word there, but I, I quite like doing what I'm doing, so I'll, I'll call it interestingly close. Heading off down to the west end of the circuit. 
towards the freeway. But not that far, obviously. Blake Morland has got back up to, to speed, but has been given a penalty um, again straight on at turn one oh, actually Blake and still showing it's moving slowly so where's that Porsche on the track it might be solo in three and four yes he is that's exactly where he is I've just got a flash of green there for BGB and he's below the double yellow lines in between NASCAR turns three and four. So Blake and Morland coming in. So I wonder if there's been a little bit of how's your father coming through the tri-oval there. And Blake and Morland's decided not to go. We've got a red flag. We've got a red flag. I think Blake and Morland decided not to try to go through the infield and take the shortcut. Whereas... Uh, The Marillo car has tried to get around, and I'm not sure it has. Red flag and white flag. So where is the Marillo car? I think it's just going onto the high banks at effectively turn one on the oval. Shea Adam is down at Marillo Racing. Yeah, just waiting for the car to come back in. The crew is up on the wall, though, so they have had contact with Kenny to say that he will be driving the car back. Otherwise, they would have stood down at this point. Waiting on BGB as well as there's a flood of cars just entering into the pits now. Uh, the hood of the Ford, John, is blue. I can confirm that, having now seen the 41. It's a beautiful look at, look shape. At the, look at the louvres in it, though. It's oh, fantastic. mega. It looks like a beautiful paint job as well for that livery. Um, the 25 BMW, we haven't talked about them yet. Autotechnic, it's Rob Walker and John Dubetz uh, in that car. That's another great livery with red and gray and uh, yellow flashes on it. All right, here's Blake Mullen. He is creeping into the pit lane. Ooh, I think that might be broken front suspension. Well, he's got John. right rear suspension and he's done f uh, f right rear puncture. He's done very well to keep the carcass on Ooh, the wow. racing rim there. You won't be able to see that no, shit. I can see it as it goes by, though. Yeah. Oh, that's unpleasant. So, um, has that been side-to-side -side contact, then? These cars run well, a lot of camber. The damage to Marilla was at the rear, the rear because right. I was able to yeah. see it. I, I wasn't able to see the right side, I'll, I'll say, um, from my vantage point. But as it came through the trioval on the bottom of the apron... It was definite rear damage, and the splitter was actually already broken as well. So if it was side-to-side -side contact, it would have then resulted in some kind of rear contact for the Marilla Mercedes as well. You'd have thought. Yeah. Well, both on the same side doesn't compute unless no. one was facing the wrong direction. And that may have happened, but I, I have to say, I didn't see it. And, um, and it's obviously, it must have just happened, given, given that Blake and Morland shortcut at turn one to turn six, and that we picked up the Murillo car in the tri-oval. I think that's happened either coming off turn four or just into the tri-oval, and they weren't able to get into the pit lane. Shay? Okay, if I move out into further closer toward the transition, then there is a lot of debris right before the pit entry. It looks like there's some tire debris there as well, but that could have been oh, maybe yes. Kenny coming into the pits, your own not seeing him, but there wasn't nose damage to the Porsche. That doesn't make sense. Well, and, and all the damage is on the left-hand side, uh, the right-hand right side, side of the Porsche. Um, but you're right, there is some substantial amount of 
debris in the pit lane entry. I still has Kenny made it back. I don't no. think he has. Has I'm he? I'm still waiting. So where is it? His team's still on the wall too, John, and they've right. got the pit board actually down in front of the spot where the car stops, right, right behind the sister car. Well, fortunately, the AMI intervention Cayenne is easy to spot, so he's heading out. That car is heading out down towards the exit of NASCAR. Two. He's on his way down to the Le Mans chicane now. Bert has braved the chances and one of our brave pit lane officials walking out to try and move some of the debris that's actually on the transition line. Looks like a large chunk of carbon, as a matter of fact. Uh, that yes, looks like I agree. a solid piece. So I'll let There's me... another bit in the deceleration lane, yeah. which where the second AMR uh, safety intervention Cayenne is that here comes Kenny Murillo crawling down on the apron. I, I suspect that this is more for the debris, the big chunks of debris, this red flag, than for Kenny and Jerome creeping back under the yellow line. That said, this is a effectively a practice session. So safety, as always, has to be paramount. And it is right rear. It is exactly yeah. the same as Jerome in the BGB, the green and grey Porsche. And Kenny's done exactly the same job, although he's done slightly more of the track, of course, because he did all the infield. <laughs> Um, and he's got the carcass of the tyre hanging on on the right rear. But I suspect you, you're going to see there's a little more damage on the right rear of that uh, Murillo Racing uh, AMG coming in. This is the uh, orange car with the blue uh, trim over the top of the car, or on the front of the car and down the sides, and it comes to a halt right now. And he gives me a nice little friendly wave. Um, he does have some bodywork damage on the left-hand side. The splitter is completely deranged on the right. The left is untouched. It's actually just almost a bumper cover that's been dragging, um, so that's good news. The tire truck is still on the rim. That, again, is good news. And it's not as if this could have been a tire issue because they're two completely different platforms, so for it to happen on a... a the Porsche and the Mercedes at the exact same time is a complete fluke. But the crew going to work, they are pulling the bodywork, trying to rip it back into place, if you will. And yeah, John, I think you're right. The reason we're still under a red flag condition is because it is dangerous out there. Bert actually brought me the carcass. That is rubber from a tire. That It's a solid piece, but it's not, uh, not carbon. As Murillo's got a little bit of work to do before they can get this car back out on the circuit. But uh, I think Kenny's going to stay behind the wheel. I am looking to my left and to race control, and I don't see people rewinding and looking at video, um, which normally gives me a hint that something untoward has happened and they want to have a look at some incident. Don't see that at the moment. Just remind you, you're listening to IMSA Radio. Share Adam down in the lane, and it's me, John Hindoff. Hello. Good afternoon. Uh, eight o'clock in the evening, just after eight minutes past eight in the UK, eight minutes past nine in Central Europe and those of you here at the track if you are moving around you've got a set of ear defenders on a set of dead cans 107.9 is where you need to tune in you'll get a little ways away from the circuit as well uh, but if you're here for the duration and into Rolex 24 week then make sure that's locked into one of your presets either on your headset or in the car or your RV that means you can keep up in real time with what's going on give you our channels for Sirius XM for the race uh, in uh, just over a week's time 
uh, once we have them confirmed by our colleagues at Sirius XM. And it's at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch with us. Good to have your company. And, well, plenty of action already with the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and uh, now this test sessions, these test sessions for Mission and Pilot Challenge. Uh, who was it who got the penalty just before this red? It was the uh, number 58 car. And that was the uh, McLaren of Michael D. Casada. It's one of the new Artura GT4s. Quite a lot of of debris to be picked up through the tri-oval. And now we've got both of the Cayenne safety vehicles down there. Let's uh, find out. Kenny Burrell out of the... No, no. He's in it. Oh, he's still in it? He's All right. still in the car. Kenny, uh, you're still buckled in, helmeted up and everything. What happened? We can't figure that out. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think we're going to investigate it on both sides with Michelin and, and on our side. Uh, Michelin's a great tire. This is pretty rare, so we're just going to keep plugging away. Um, looks like it got the, the uh, wheel speed in the right rear, so we're going to replace that. I'm going to stay in the car because they're going to have to pull me out. <laughs> so there was no contact there? No, not at all. I was just on the, on the banking uh, Speedway 4 coming onto the front straight, and unfortunately it, it, uh, it went right, back, right out around start-finish, so I had to limp it all the way around. Well, that's a great save and a great effort to get the car back with as little damage as there is. You haven't gotten out of the car. You haven't seen it. It's not that bad, honestly. It, it looks quite superficial. Yeah, I guess that's good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, got, got pretty lucky there. Just uh, grateful to have a great crew that's, that hustles every session. Um, looking forward to get back out there. Did you notice anything happen ahead of you before the tire gave out? Because Bleak Mullen was just ahead of you, and he had the exact same problem in the BGB Porsche. Uh, no, I didn't really notice anything different. Just uh, came through the bus stop, um, trying to go as quick as I can. Uh, didn't drop any wheels off. You know, the, the, the additions to the curb and the bus stops are quite aggressive nowadays. So um, I guess we'll just investigate it on, on all sides. Uh, but didn't really feel anything beforehand. Just doing my normal thing and just kind of went on me. How long was this off season for you, knowing that you had a full season ride coming up? Oh man, I was I was so excited. You know, last year was we'll call it we'll call it a character building for last year. Uh, just excited to put everything together for this year, and uh, you know, just really excited to put everything together. Two podiums last year. We're looking for a win this year. Good luck, Kenny. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's very interesting, isn't it? I wonder if he might have run over the debris here or some debris from. Uh, the BGB car, which was a little bit further up because there was some uh, debris just before or just on pit entrance, and I, I wonder if that might have been a problem. So no coming together there. And just to confirm that, Jerome Blake and Morland in the BGB portion, Kenny Marillo in the Marilla AMG GT4 with right rear uh, punctures, and both got them back to the pit lane. Still cleanup going on. I think... Although... Go ahead. Cars dropping off their jacks. Yes. We're starting to see people firing up, so we can't be too much further away from getting back to green. It's a long session, this one, John. It's mm. an hour and a half. Yes, and uh, gives the guys a chance to maybe do some long runs and get some fuel data because they'll be racing at uh, around about this time in a week's time 
with the BMW Challenge, the four-hour race, one of two four-hour races that we have in the Michelin Pilot Challenge series uh, for 2023, and we have done over the last few years. The second race, very excited about, as we have GTs and sports cars at the Brickyard, and it will be the Saturday night special four hours into the darkness for the Michelin Pilot Challenge when we head to Indianapolis and that Indianapolis Motor Speedway for that event later on in the year. Still got the WeatherTech cars running on the Sunday, but the Saturday night special is the four-hour race into darkness under lights at the Speedway. And by the way, you can camp on the infield. So I'm talking to you now because you're here or you're listening to this race and plenty of people will be here next weekend camping. You can camp on the infield at Indianapolis Motor Speedway the first time ever that that has been allowed. Go to imsa.com for the full schedule and start planning right now. I think that is going to be an awesome event. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, okay, I'm down. You okay with that? Yeah, sure. Camping okay. in, inside Indy? Yeah. What yeah. could be better? Yeah. I mean, for the 500, you already have to wake up at about 3 a.m. to make it into the circuit in time. So, yeah, that saves everybody some drama. You will have heard from the noise behind Cheer Adam that uh, that is a green flag. If you are just joining us, we have plenty of audio and some video for you this weekend. Trail ahead to Sunday for the qualifying we will set the grid for next weekend's Rolex 24 hours at Daytona on Sunday and Shea Adam will be talking to the first of the new era GTP Paul Sitters on Sunday afternoon and if you're here in the States or further afield you can watch that live it will cost you nothing at all uh, and we will have full uninterrupted coverage of all of those sessions on Sunday afternoon at imsa.tv and imsaradio.com click the live video tab on the top left and you can join us along I've just seen Harter Racing go behind the walls here Adam with the 23 car and it's heading to its garage so that might be one uh, pretty certain it was the 23. Standby caller. It's the dark blue car. And I associate the number 23 with Harter Racing because that's their. That is their um, Twitter handle. Harter Racing 23. Standby. Oh, let's please, yeah. Is that Owen Tringler? Yeah, in the meantime, let's have a little chat with Owen Tringler because, Owen, you are the series staple for the Michelin Pilot Challenge. You've got more starts than anyone else. You've got the 2018 championship, Daytona. This place has always meant so much to you. And last year in particular, your performance was just, it was heart-wrenching because you gave it your all. What's going to take to move one step up 
Well, I got to thank Ted Giovannis. Number one, Shay, great to be back at Daytona, and I uh, love this race. And uh, yeah, I've been around. Jeremy probably knows. I don't know if he's up in the booth, but he he knows how many starts I got, which is a ton. And uh, I just love this series, and I'm so thankful for Ted and everything, and everybody at Team TGM, and Joe Vardy, and John Terry, who's my car chief and stuff, and my boys here. Um, new hardware for us. Uh, Aston Martin, which I, I've done some stuff in another series a couple of years ago on it, and uh, we make the switch here. We done a test. We did a test here a few weeks ago. Uh, in the GT4 car and the GT3 car, and everything went really well. And uh, just trying to get Ted some laps. I feel pretty good about where we are right now. We went back to the truck just to try something, and uh, we're going to send them back out. And uh, we'll see. I mean, Daytona, it's a tough race. It's four hours to start the season, new car for us. But I feel pretty good where we're going to be in the GT4. And then uh, the GT3 car started off really well this morning. i got to thank Tom and those guys at TF. Uh, they, they've given us a great car. And I feel pretty confident about what we're going to be able to do there. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people in that paddock and uh, maybe not know who we are, but they'll know us on Sunday afternoon next week. You mentioned that uh, you got the four-hour race to start the season off. Well, that's just this one. Then you throw a 24-hour race on top of that for Saturday, Sunday, too. What is it about TGM that just can't get enough of racing? Uh, it's our boss. I mean, this is Ted's hobby right here. This is it. I mean, he doesn't do anything else. Uh, he loves racing. And uh, I, I'm so thank, thankful for him that he does, gives us this opportunity that he does in the GT4 class and the Michelin Pilot and also in the Rolex 24. Um, you know, we, we've done it. This is our third year in a row to do it. Now, obviously, we switched brands in Aston Martin there, too. And everything's just flowing really well. The team's upbeat right now. And we, we finished second here last year. Um, I, I feel pretty good about our chances. And uh, Ted will do a great job and see what happens. I mean, I just I love this series. I love coming here and uh, see if I can finally get uh, on the top step here at Daytona. Why is Aston Martin the brand that's going to get you back to championship winning form? Well, I mean, if you, I, I think the, the, the service there at Aston Martin, everybody's been great. And I, like I said, I, I've kind of had some experience with them a couple of years ago in a different series and, and talked to Ted about it and, and Joe Vardy about it on their support and what they've got there. And everybody's been great at Aston Martin. It kind of mirrors a car that we won the championship with a little bit in 18. Similar and, power plant. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, you guys know that. And, and so I feel it just feels like at home to me a little bit. And not that the Porsche wasn't bad. It was a great car. I love the Porsche. And we had some really good results. We got Ted on the podium twice last year, which has never happened for him. And, uh, and that's why I tell Ted, I, I'm, I'm thankful for everything that he gives me. And he gave, he, you know, gave me a championship. Not give me a championship, but he gave me the opportunity to go get a championship. So now I, everything I do is for him. And we sit back and I love driving with him because it's new experiences and we're able to put him in position that nobody else has been able to do. And so I love doing that for him. And I'm just thankful for everything that he does. Good luck for this roar, Owen, and getting all of it out of it that you need. Thank you so much, Shay. And I'm glad you guys are back here live with us. Well, great to be back again here at Daytona as we were last year. And... This fantastic spectacle. At imsradio.com. Uh, let me have a look down in the pit lane. Shea, can you just check on that Murillo car for me? Two Murillo cars uh, 
in the pit lane at the moment. You did that on purpose, didn't you? Have you just walked all the way up the other end? Yeah, no, no, you saw me walking the other direction about halfway down and then realized that. Uh, no, okay, well, you can tell me about. No, no, no. no, no. no tell me about the turn of 95 because that car's just had a spin and you're right there. Uh, turner number 95 came into the pit lane. It was Cameron Lawrence behind the wheel. They swapped drivers, put Rob McGinnis in, did a slight setup change on the front, and now they're about to send Rob back out. Now, Rob McGinnis is a name that we know pretty well, John, from last year ran in GTD in a Lamborghini. This year, he's in the GT4 M4 BMW with Turner, full season alongside Cameron Lawrence, just the two of them for the endurance races, by the way, as well. But uh, poor Rob, his first ever time driving a GT4 car, that would be today. It's initiation by fire for a lot of drivers up and down the pit lane. And I told him I would grab a chat with him after he's driven the car. He said he was supposed to start the session, but it was Cameron who got out of the car. So for the white hooded Turner Motorsport BMW, that's the one with Cameron Lawrence and Rob McGinnis. The yellow hooded one is Vin Barletta and Robbie Foley. Once again, the dynamic duo back for more, John. Thank you, Shea. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. At IMSA Radio. Hello to Steve Tenney. Listening in. Not sure where you are in the world, Steve, but thank you for joining us. Good to have you company. Big few weeks of motor racing here in the uh, US and further afield. This is the second of four live weekends we have for you. And uh, next weekend we stay here. Well, in fact, through the week, to be honest, it's not like we're going to lie by the pool till next a week on Sunday. We'll start with a special Rolex 24 at Daytona edition of Midweek Motorsport on next Wednesday from this very, very booth. And then we're into the most extensive coverage of the Rolex 24 of any broadcaster. And of course, we'll be talking to you wherever you are in the world. No blocks or breaks on the audio coverage and a fair event, a fair amount, should I say, of the video coverage as well coming to you via imsa.tv and of course via the live video page there's a tab at the top left of imsaradio.com which is also by the way where you should be going to catch up on anything you've missed uh, so far this week we've already had 90 minutes of weather tech uh, and all the archive is building nicely. Shea's season review will be being posted as well. She spoke to 12,000 drivers yesterday. <laughs> uh, she was just pulling people over on the freeway, to be honest, yeah. and sticking a microphone in, weren't you? Yeah, exactly. It's easy to do on 995. People feel uh, that they're already guilty of something. So you just turn the lights <laughs> on and they pull right over. That's a fair point. Well, you sent me down to Murillo. I'm here with the 72 Mercedes. I am here. With the Mercedes, uh, no more. Mercedes is left. So they've just gotten that thing nicely taped back up together, thrown some stickers on it, and uh, it is still Kenny, indeed, going back out on the racetrack. But, John, I found something very interesting. And Oh, shoot. I missed my opportunity. Uh, the number one championship-winning Brian Herta Autosports Hyundai has been sitting on the pit lane. You can hear it. 
no driver aboard for about 30 seconds, so I was just going to hop on in. Um, but Taylor Hagler has come over the wall now, and uh, Michael Lewis has actually come over with his helmet still on to help belt her up. They're very accomplished at these driver changes by now, having yes. been on the podium at every single one of the IMSA rounds that we have experienced thus far in the championship. So Indy will be new, another one for them to knock off the list. But just because they've won two championships doesn't mean they're not going to practice the driver changes. Because that's the sort of team they are. And exactly. You, you know, what is it, the adage in motorsport, if you stand still, you're going backwards. Yep, and they know that more so than everyone else because now the target on their backs has only doubled in size. Yes, they've now won a second consecutive championship, but they did it earlier on in the season than they did the year previous, having accomplished almost the same results as the year before with one win and six podiums. I think it was for 2021 and seven podiums last year. So they know the car very well. They know the team very well. They know each other very well. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to do driver change practice whenever they can. I love that little two-liter engine ticking over there. Blah, 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 oh, blah, 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 blah. Great. Absolutely wonderful. Share Adam down in the pit lane. Let's uh, with half, just over half an hour to go, 35 minutes to go. Here's how it stands. And let's start with TCR, the Honda Civic number 99, uh, with a time that they put in very early on. The uh, 155. Let me move on to a, a different screen where it's easier to actually pick it out. Um, a 158.004 for the Victor Gonzalez Racing Team. Uh, in second place, the Alpha Giulietta Veloce. And uh, that did a 58.7. Chad Gilsinger and the Hart Team. Just gone back out again as well, actually, in a Honda. That is a 59.2 in the 89 car. At the top of the shop, it's Mustang, Mustang, Mustang. And the 42 PF car is ahead of the 59 core motorsports car and then the 41 PF right there. They are separated by half a second, 0.573 uh, of a second. That hasn't changed for a wee while either. Car 33 leaving the pit lane has attracted the attention of the stewards because I'm afraid it was going just a click or quicker than it should have done. One kilometre as they went out of the pit lane. That was Robert Wickens in the Hyundai Elantra NTCR. Just gets a warning for that. Sitting in 10th at the moment. The TCR is Honda Alpha Honda, Hyundai, 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 Honda, Audi, and then Hyundai for your top ten. Two cars that we haven't seen turning laps, and she may have some news. Three, four cars that we haven't seen turning laps, actually. All right, I'm ready. The number ten, the uh, number nine, Aston Martin, one of the automatic racing ah, cars. I haven't seen either of them, and the ah. curious thing is, I went straight down there at the beginning of the session, John, because I was going to stock their box. They are the first two pit boxes on the pit lane. I was going to wait for Tom Long because he is one of the two drivers, uh, one of the three drivers in the zero nine automatic racing Aston Martin, of which there are two this weekend. You see where my brain just got ahead of my mouth there for a second. 
And I wanted to talk to him because one of his co-drivers is Jim Johnson, who was the starter, the founder of Rebel Rock Racing. Oh, so yes. now he's up against his old team this weekend. And I wanted to get a feel from Tom how uh, all of this coaching has been to try and put it out of your mind. You're not driving the green, black, Correct. and white Camaro or Porsche as it was back then. Um, but the pit box was completely empty. And every time I venture down that way, there is nobody well, home from automatic racing. Uh, it's not mandatory, is it, to no. be here for the uh, the mission pilot team? So that's well, fine. And they've already turned some laps this morning, I want to say. So okay. perhaps uh, they you know, finished early and enjoyed the nice day to go for a golf game or something. <laughs> I wouldn't put it beyond them. Uh, Eric Figueres and RS1 in the oh. 28 Porsche hasn't been out this afternoon. That is a very good point. Um, I will send a text uh, to Stephen McLear. And in the meantime, Stephen, I know you can hear us because you always text me when you hear us on the PA. Where are you? Uh, number 37. That is the Matt Pombo and Team LA Honda World Racing Civic. The sister car is out. William Talley just took that car out uh, after taking over from Mike Lamara. So I have seen at least one of those two, uh, white, uh, yellow, and I think it's blue for the 73 and red for the 37 Hondas. That would be the uh, Ryan Eversley car, the 37. Uh, and uh, Gavin Ernstone and the uh, rest of oh. the... Uh, Roadshagger racing crew. Yeah, the uh, the Las Vegas entered car. This is a at the moment still a, f- a first generation version of the RS3 Audi LMS with the sequential box, but still the original version. That's the number 61. Although uh, Gavin was telling me that uh, they have got an Evo 2. Yes. Uh, on order. That's the car with the, uh, the swan neck mountings to the rear wing that we've seen in other championships. Uh, no sign of them this afternoon. And were they out this morning, Shea? I have to say, I didn't notice them. I did not see them on the timing earlier either, John. I will walk up towards the AWA pit box. That's who they share with uh, and see if we can't find them there. But that's a very good point. We haven't seen them yet this weekend either. Okay, so that's four of uh, the cars. Shea Adam uh, already on that. She set Shea Adam a challenge and she's aware. I do uh, like a good puzzle. You too. From the pit out end of things, cars that are in the pit lane, uh, Aston Martin number 29, which is the Stars and Stripes car with the uh, with the silver bodywork. So that one's in the pit lane at the moment. Uh, I can see a very brightly coloured number 47. It's the Nola Sport car that's in, just leaving... The tangerine and blue number 43 BMW. So that's what that one's okay. That's the Stephen Cameron racing. That's one of the F82 BMW GT4s. The white and multi blue striped uh, Mustang number 13 is in the pit lane. Oh, oh, by the way, sorry, I meant to say this year when I was talking about the 23 uh, earlier on, it was the 23. That came in, but that's an AMG, of course. I, I, I saw, I saw, um, associate AMG, uh, so associate 23 with Heart of Racing, yes. And I just saw a sort of snouty car disappearing behind the haulers. That I thought, oh, Heart of Racing, that'll be no Heart of Racing in here, hind off. What are you thinking? Uh, so that was the AMG number 23, Jared Thomas part of that team. They're sitting oh, yeah. in 12th position at the moment. Sorry, I, 
I forgot I meant to say that earlier on, so apologies to Shea and to you, dear listener. Um, that is the... Um, that was the car that went behind the wall early on, and I can't okay. just see in the blue garage number seven... You have binoculars right now. Yeah, yeah. and either they've taken the back end of the car off because I can't see it, or it's left. And I've just seen the BGB car being towed by one of the little four-wheelers down the back. So whether that is coming back into the pit lane, I suppose it must be. They wouldn't be towing it away from its garage area because the Pilot Challenge cars are all in the blue... Uh, blue garage area which is behind yes. the, the champions club effectively but when a session is ongoing the only drivers were allowed to only the helmeted drivers are allowed to bring the cars out to the pit lane so if your name is not on the car when the green flag is out Aha. you may not drive the car to the pit lane so that tugger is going to have to stop at some point right and the mercedes number 23 is is back on the pit lane and that was the it's the JTR car, isn't it? Am I, yes, JTR, yeah, JTR Motorsport. Uh, Motorsport Engineering. And that is Anthony McIntosh and Jared Thomas, two of our Itamitsu MX-5 Cup uh, graduates who are coming into this series. And part of that comes from Jared Thomas winning the championship again last year. Well, not again, but for the first time last year. Uh, Stephen Cameron, number 43, BMW, straight back in again. And that's pulled that's up behind fuel. the very... Bright. I mean, that's pretty bright orange. And right in front of it, the 7-0 is the Hyundai Elantra, which is the one of the two Dealey Motorsports cars. I can tell you about uh, RS1 and Road Shagger because both of them are conveniently pitted next to each other. So right now, I'm standing in the Road Shagger Racing pit box, and there's nobody from the team around. And if I walk. Yeah, I am now in the RS1 pit box. And again, completely empty. This is the one that they share with NT Esport. So we don't have anyone to ask as to why the cars aren't out. But I have sent text messages, so hopefully people will get back to me soon. The number one thing that I've noticed from... Oh, BGB is back on track. Uh, we do have two very similarly livery Porsches, John, between BGB and Carbon. Because a couple of times I thought that uh, BGB was back on track. But nope, it was just Jeff Westfall behind the wheel of the Carbon Porsche. They're both dark grey with bright green accents. Yeah. Uh, hello to Vincent1701 and Lanky Turtle, or Sneaky Turtle, who I called them earlier on. I call him Sneaky Turtle because uh, he always gets the good video from uh, down at Sebring, where a lot of people do testing. Obviously must live close enough to go, hang on a minute, that sounds like a V8. I'm going to head over with my camera or my phone. Not sure if you're here trackside, gents, but thank you for tuning in. IMSA Radio, 107.9 FM around the circuit, around the world on RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Shea Adam patrolling the pit lane as the uh, heart entered... Honda heads out. This is the number 89, red, white, and black. You've been looking at the timing, John. Yeah. Have you seen M. Farnbacher next to that car yet? I haven't. I have not seen him in the pit box either. Right. Hmm. He's, he has got other things to do, in fairness, this Well, weekend. that's true. Um, as he is... He's with Gradient, isn't he, this weekend? With, yes. With uh, Sheena Monk and uh, Catleg 
and Mark, Mark Miller. Miller. Yeah. Yep. It's a good lineup. We, we'll play the uh, Sheena Monk and Cat Leg audio that I picked up yesterday. And I won't spoil that by saying what Cat was calling the, the guys in that team. But uh, we'll play that out for you in uh, throughout the course of the next day or so. Ooh, I might see an opportunity for an interview here. There is a driver climbing out of the 58 crucial McLaren. And I do happen to recognize that helmet. Uh, let's see if they are going to do a driver change if the debrief needs to happen first. But gloves are coming off. There will be assistance for the belts being strapped in, I can imagine, as now a helmet has come off too. This is quite helpful for uh, interview purposes, if indeed we can get in there for a quick chat. Um, but in the meantime, I will let you know that there are a lot of cars that are starting to do sticker runs because oh, really? it's about that time of day, John, where you want to know what kind of race car you're going to have for the end of the race. And I've seen probably four or five cars put on stickers. At the very least on the front, I will say, TCR cars. I've uh, seen that more often than I've seen GS. But what time of day is it now? Uh, it is 15.37 Eastern. Yep, and the checkered flag will come at 17.45. So now is about right the time the when you want to start yeah. knowing uh, if you've got anything to play with. Tim Gray up in London tells me that... Uh, some of those interviews that uh, I did yesterday, including the Catherine Legg and Sheena Monk uh, duo, will play immediately after this session. For those of you listening on RS2, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Michael Christensen spoke to me yesterday as well. It's easy for me to run through who I spoke to. It's easier to, for Sheena to say who she didn't speak to. Uh, Michael Christensen, Porsche 963 driver, spoke to me yesterday. We had Frank Depew and Robin Liddell and Mike Skeen as well talked to me yesterday. And you pulled all of them over conveniently on 995. It just happened to happen. To happen. Uh, yeah, it, that, it was right at the end of the day. And it just so happened I was the last person in the, the media area other than the photographers. So I managed to snag them as they were either waiting for or going between the uh, photography sessions. That's something I think our listeners probably don't realise here. There's a heck of a lot of work goes on yesterday before the cars are out on track because it's the start of the season and everyone yeah. wants pictures and videos and headshots. I mean, there was one, two, three, four... I think there was five photography stations there yesterday. At least, yeah. Um, then you had Rick Dole with two set up, one indoors, one outdoors. It, oh. it is quite busy. Um, but now, race cars are on the track. And thank you so much for finally getting out of the car, taking your helmet off. Aurora Strauss, we haven't talked to you in quite some time. Now you find yourself back behind the wheel of a McLaren. How hard did you have to work to get back here to racing at Daytona? Oh, God, I couldn't be more thankful to everyone that has helped me get here. But, yes, it has been quite a journey. It has been long and hard. Um, but I'm, I'm really happy to be here, super grateful to Crucial Motorsports, Michael DeCasada, Henry O'Hara, everyone here for, for letting me be a part of the McLaren Arturo de debut. Uh, we're going through a couple of growing pains today, as is normal for a car in its first professional race ever. But I know that all of us, like all the drivers, are in, in really good hands. I think that... Once we get all the kinks sorted out, we'll be in a pretty good position by the race. And I'm grateful that we have the roar to do that. 
And as a sports car fan, how amazing is it to be involved with, as you said, the global debut of a race car? It's so cool. I've been fortunate enough to watch the amazing trajectory of McLaren from afar because of my partnership with Richard Meal. But I've actually never gotten a chance to race one. So I'm, again, really grateful for the opportunity. Uh, This is I think set up to be a really good race car. It seems like a really good platform. McLaren has put a lot of effort into making it uh, quite a proper race car. Uh, and it, it feels that way so far. So again, just kind of ironing out the, the edges and, and we should be good in a couple days. Clearly the smile on your face can't be wiped away. You're very happy to be back here. You took some time away from racing, focus on real world things. How did all that go? And now welcome back. Oh, it went okay. I did successfully graduate, which for a while I was wondering if I was going to make it or if I was going to end up dropping out for for something like this. But yes, I made it through. So I I graduated from Harvard in May this year. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. And I'm I'm super excited to be back here. It's been a long time since I've had the ability scheduling wise to actually do more than a couple races a year. Uh, So the ability to come here and not think, oh God, am I missing like a final or a critical midterm? Am I going to fail this class? Um, it is a huge privilege, and, and I'm grateful to everyone around me that gave me the kind of space and time I needed to do that. Could this be a launching board for more races for you this year? Well, I, I hope so. I, I love being here in IMSA. I actually called my dad when I drove into Daytona earlier yesterday morning and said, oh, my God, this is my home. I'm so grateful to be back here. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, ho- I'm hoping that this race goes well. I think just based on the first few hours here, uh, Henry, Michael, and I have a really good thing going. I think we're really lucky to be working with, with Paul, Crucial, everyone here. So pending kind of decent results and, and the situation continuing as it is now, I, I think that more races will be in our future. Glad to see you back. Good luck this weekend. More importantly, good luck next weekend. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Great to hear Aurora Strauss back with us. Uh, we are inside the last 20 minutes, 18 minutes actually, to go. There's still more action to come today here on uh, IMSA Radio. Check imsaradio.com, scroll down at the bottom of the homepage, and that will give you all of our broadcasts across this weekend and into next week through to the end of the race. be bringing out some more of our Radio Show Limited talent. Been a busy old month for them. Um, 24 hours of Dubai. Now five of the on-air voices from Dubai will be here for the race not this weekend but next. And then she and I continue this January into February odyssey of endurance racing after the Rolex 24 here at Daytona. We're off to the Bathurst 12 hours. Back as a full international event for the first time in a wee while. And we'll be heading round there. Some news coming tomorrow evening of the full broadcast lineup. But what a what an entry list in the top GT3 class in particular. Audi just announcing a slew of factory drivers. That's the first weekend in February and the great news is that and I know she is delighted to know this that the uh, finals of the big Australian T20 cricket the big bash is while we are in Australia so Krilzy and I will be doing nothing but talking cricket 
until after the Saturday night when we'll start talking motorsport again. And as she says, it's just numbers. At last, uh, it, it is just numbers, shit, yeah. Uh, no change at the top, so no times improved since uh, very early on in this session. But some different drivers. Harrison Burton now aboard the PF Racing car. He's just gone out there. Heli Deegan just going out for PF, so a change of drivers there. Luca Mars just gone out for Core Motorsport. Austin McCusker for Vandister Racing's Aston Martin. Oh, that's sneaked up into fifth position. Uh, so that's. Uh, Changed just a little bit. So Mustang Porsche now, the number 83 in second. Uh, that's, uh, that car had a wee problem or two earlier on. Just going to have to check that actually because I have conflicting information. What, that the 83 had a problem earlier? <laughs> no, Shay. I, I, I believe you entirely. Oh, okay. Um, I have um, from online and on-screen versions of exactly the same timing screen, I have slightly different information. So oh. I'm, I'm going to uh, just look at that again. Yes, it is BGB Motorsports, which had that uh, right rear issue with Jerome Blingham all in behind the wheel wasn't it Shit. yes and he made it back to the pits I said I thought I'd seen that car coming back out on the track well it's done rather better than that and in fact headed out to second position huh. half a second between first and second everybody very tight behind that we now have five cars within half a second with the uh, improvement for the Porsche splitting the now four Ford Mustangs in the top five and who's quickest in TCR right now John I'm wondering which still, end of lockdown still the uh, number 99. That was a, a time that was put in very, very early on. Well, that's all the way at pit in, so I will start walking now. Ah, shoot. And I just missed Bryce Ford because he's just gotten back into the number 57 windward racing Mercedes. Daniel Morad's helmet is helping to install him in, well, Daniel Morad and his helmet, helping to install him back into the car. I really wanted to chat with uh, Bryce to see how happy he is after driving again today. That might have to wait until tomorrow, though. Well, plenty more live coming up for you in Radio.com for all our live sessions. Uh, 107.9 here at the circuit. I know there's plenty of you either on your way or already here. Thank you very much for giving us some of you the most precious gift that you can ever give to anyone, which is your time. And uh, great to have you at the circuit, whether staying here for the uh, full duration or perhaps just taking in the raw and those of you at home as well so not seeing oh a couple of 
fastest laps on the last lap around for Chris Wilson in the Mercedes. That's number 11 car, 155.0. And also with a 55.0, Andrew Davis, who is back for Rebel Rock Racing. Chat with him at breakfast this morning. Got a couple of different programmes going on. Great to see the man from Georgia back in the IMSA paddock. So that's the best time for that car. It's in 24th position. Last season for the Camaro GT4. Who else has just improved? I've seen another blue time pop up there. Oh, no. Yes, I did. No, 54.5. That's uh, Christian Shimchak in his Mercedes AMG uh -huh. GT4. One. That was the one that... So that's both cars, here that we saw earlier on that were part of that red flag. They didn't come together, but both had right rear problems. Uh, and both of them are now going quicker than they were before. I mean, the Spencer Pumpelli, the 83 car, the BGP car, sitting second in class at the moment. I love a good redemption story. That's yeah. exactly what they're going for at this point. Uh, but uh, Kenny Morello said that they were going to have to try really hard to get him out of the car. I guess they found out where he hit the super glue. Ah, you paint such lovely pictures. <laughs> it's my job. Blur Fiend is uh, cruising the paddock, and he's come, from, come across the Wright Motorsports number 16, 992 GT3R from WeatherCheck, and he's uh, posting pictures, enjoying the afternoon sunshine. The car or him? Well, both, I think. Ah, well, that's nice. I see what you mean about the new 992. I haven't really had a chance to have a good look around the the new 992 for the WeatherTech GT3 version of the car. But it's a little bit wider at the front end. And somehow looks a little bit lower as well. I, I think I think the 992 body shape is a. I mean, Porsche seldom turn out bad-looking cars, but I think it's a real return to understated design for Porsche I am a bit biased because I do own one back in the UK not a GT3 I should hasten the but we did uh, have one in our life for 10 days around about Petit Le Mans Viper Green and uh, it is a formidable motor car nine and a half minutes to go are we starting to see people wind down, Cher? There's a lot of blue for people in the pits, but I don't see a lot of people on the pit apron, so quite a few. I'd say probably a third to a half of teams probably gone behind the wall now. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, um, do you see on the Dancing Ant screen the uh, number 99 VGRT Honda, the new FK7 Civic, because... Oh, what? Uh, sorry, very confused, because the... 58 Motorsport McLaren was just facing the wrong way on the pit apron. Um, sorry, that, that took me for a second. If it's showing in the pits, and that means it's back at the garage, which I am good with because there are none of their team representatives left on their pit box to have a chat with. So that, that it, means I can't walk further back down. And did you say that was the 58 McLaren? Yeah, that had a, a bit of a sideways moment um, in the fast lane, almost as if it had come out from behind the wall at a section where you can't, can't. come out from well, behind the wall. Well, it's gone in behind the wall in a section thankfully where you can oh. go in it's gone under the Rolex arch 
as on to pit lane the Skillsoft number 11 red white and black at Mercedes that was one of the cars we were talking about having improved recently Chris Wilson behind the wheel of that machine sports machine there's quite a bit of work going on in the left front of the number 98 Hyundai they're doing a shock change to that uh, adjusting it just changing the right height of the car they've left Mason Felipe behind the wheel of the Hyundai for now they did do it on both sides but it seems as if the left side is taking a little bit longer than the right hopefully they get it done before the session runs out of time I think they'll be okay seven Still minutes up seven to go. minutes yeah yeah yeah, they should get this done. And in other hundred news, towards pit out, I was just watching a similar bit of uh, adjustment going on to number 33. Rob Wiggins has taken that car back out onto the circuits. They've split themselves up on the pit lane. Uh, yeah. They're not all together, the Brian Herter cars. Well, and they did this last year as well, but they were in twos. They were getting ready to board the Ark in, in duos. Ah, yes. And now there's only three of them. So the two, uh, as far as the one and the 98 are concerned, are still pitted together. But the 33 is off afloat on its own way further up the lane. And the one and the 98, as last year, still share their pit box with the heart of racing. So at least that uh, continuity is going on. There's, there is actually something in the rule book that says if WeatherTech teams do not share a box with a Michelin Pilot Challenge team, they have to move their fueling rig back away from the wall when the Michelin Pilot Challenge cars are on track. That's not enforced, but the reason it's written in there is to try and create this sort of um, friendship between the two different paddocks, and that way you get cars that work well with one another. And teams that, even though they're in different series, they do tend to become friends. Did that I mean, they form alliances. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, and perfect example right here is Rebel Rock just back in the pit lane. Andrew Davis is getting out. Uh, that should be Frank DePew getting in, although it looks a bit more like the build of Robin Liddell, but it is not a blue and white helmet. Uh, that is Robin Liddell getting in. Interesting. He's gone with an old carbon helmet for this race. Um, they share a pit box with Corvette. They used to share a pit box with Paul Miller Racing back when Corvette was sharing the pit box with somebody else. We've got Team TGM who usually share their pit box with the Whalen Engineering crew. They have a different technical alliance for this year as far as the teams are concerned. So you do tend to see it uh, year on year that sometimes they'll stay the same, sometimes they'll change. But it makes it easier for each weekend to know where each team is because if you know who their allies are, you automatically know where they are on the pit lane based on knowing the WeatherTech cars instead of then just having to try and randomly find them. I understand the bow ties stay together. I mean, that sort of works, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, completely. Hot uh, Honda is in. Uh, they're looking under the right front, at the left front, actually. There's been a bit of vibration there. Checking the brake pads. Oh, now the rear tyres are oh, not coming off. Now, that was just a wiggle on the rear. So that, that's a driver-reported vibration. Who brought the 89 in? Uh, Steve Eich 
Well, and Steve Ike would know because he's one of the uh, engineers who works in Marysville, Ohio. And that number 23 AMG, the black with blue pinstripes, uh, incorrectly called Heart of Racing, uh, is back out. Remember we said that it was improving earlier on. It is coming to the pit lane for a set of sticker Michelins. Oh. I told you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I saw Jared that Thomas behind the wheel. Cars. And mm. also the tire allotment is different from the Roar to the Rolex. So a lot of teams taking advantage of that in this series, I should say. In this series, they are separate. So they're taking advantage of the opportunity to get testing and get to know their cars better uh, before they all of a sudden have to keep count of how many tires there are here. If you don't run on the last couple of sessions, there's no penalty. Whereas race week, there's two hours and 45 minutes worth of running before the four-hour contest. You want to use up every second of that. Hello to Arjuna Kankapati, who is tuned in. Good to have your company. As we're into the last three minutes. So, just run through some of the times. I don't think we're going to... Oh, well, no, people are strapping on some Michelins. So, maybe we will see some new times, some new faster times. Let's keep an eye on that. Two and a half minutes to go. Now, that's very interesting. There was a new set of sticker Michelins put onto the 23, and now it's been pushed backwards so that it can go behind the wall and I suspect those sticker Michelins did not go on that car then uh -huh. I shall see what it moves for no, no, no those did. are stickers yeah you he's, don't use stickers as rollers guys he, he's, uh, he's going to have the quickest time into the blue garage block uh, he goes no. back into blue garage number 7 he'll get a speeding penalty for that John has to give way to a golf cart laden with drivers coming in the other direction uh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Jared Thomas then back into the garage. Also behind the wall, the 42 Ford Mustang. This is the white mini white car with the shades of blue on the back. That car in at the top of the timing order. Zane Smith will take that one behind the wall for PF. Number 26 BMW is going back out black and red car, the sole sponsored machine. And Hyundai number one, burbling back behind the wall. About to be joined by the 88 Aston Martin as well. That's the green and black car, isn't it? With yes. the structure sponsorship on the side. Just getting used to all these cars and checking them through the binoculars is there are as going slowly and as close to me going slowly as they're going to be so this is all good <laughs> for remembering them later on we are, sorry, at, sorry, go ahead. we are at that point in the day John and at this session in particular where there is a 15 minute crossover period to the WeatherTech session beginning a lot of the WeatherTech teams have already come out and reclaimed their pit boxes and in such 
a lot of the pilot teams, as we talked about this friendship that goes on between them, have decided to end their session a little bit early to try and make way for the WeatherTech ah. team. So we've seen that with a lot of different cars so far, particularly down toward the pit in end of things. But now we're starting to see it up and down the entirety of the pit lane. The one team that I have to say is going to be nonstop busy this weekend, Turner Motorsports. They are running two cars in every single applicable championship this weekend. And so Will Turner is really trying to stress this all out by having the two cars run together. He does have the 95 in the pit lane right now. Uh, yeah, the 95 is back in the pits. So that means that we will be able to talk to Robert McGinnis uh, at the end. Well, actually, probably tomorrow. Yeah, and we'll round things up because this isn't a qualifying session not even a free practice session we'll round things up pretty quickly after the checkered flag uh, so that uh, Greg can do a few announcements on the PA checkered flag is out then let's run you down the top times Ford Mustangs to the fore at the sharp end of the field PF Racing with the top time by almost half a second from BGB's Porsche in second. 42 from 83. The 13, McCombie McAlee, a racing machine in third position. And Jensen Altman getting some time in the car at the end of that session. Still within a half a second, Bob McCallion's time earlier on in the Core Motorsports car. That was the 59 machine. Another Ford, as is Mary Deegan's car. But PF Racing in fifth position. Those top five separated by 0.573 of a second. Then two tenths further back, Winwood Racing's AMG Carbon with their Porsche number 39 in seventh. In eighth, Van der Stur Racing. In ninth, Marillo Racing's AMG, the 72 car, which had that problem in the right rear earlier on. And we're still only spot on a second for Nola Sport and Elliott Skier in 10th position. That's your top 10. In GS, in TCR, Carl Whitmer and Victor, uh, Victor Gonzalez Racing led the whole session with a lap that went in earlier on for the number 99 Honda. In second, KMW Motorsports. That's the Alpha, the number five. They've been second all the way through. Brian Herder Autosports, number 98, Elantra in third. Steve Ike for Hart up into fourth with the 89. But some problems at the end with that car. I don't think Steve was happy with that machine. Then the two... Dealey Motorsports machine, 70 from 74 in fifth and sixth. And the top 10 made up by the number 17, Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsports machine in seventh. In eighth, Tyler Hagler for Brian Herter Autosport. And ninth, the number 73, Honda from LA Honda World. And rounding off the top 10, Robert Wiggins for Brian Herter Autosports. And that is how they stand at the end of the session and some problems but lots of good running uh 33 40 laps 30 32 so a lot of good data having been collected there Shea adam was down in the pit lane i'm john hindoff don't go too far away from your radio because we'll be back with IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in their second session of the day, live from Daytona. This is IMSA Radio. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.